This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Hey, good morning. Today's class is also, Rav Mayor Mayor Tuvia Ben Chaya, success in Yerushalayim, Belisheva Manabag, Gadiel Belisheva, Emmet Belisheva, Shefer Belisheva, Reina Malka Batova Basha. Also, success of Rachel Brown Jewelry. And God willing, please share and rate the podcast. Today's class, really, really, really great class. We're getting into the Shemot, and really, really wanted the concept of the name came up, right? Shemot is all a concept about names. Getting to know who you are, getting to know your name. Rabbi Nachman says a person's name is extremely important, and a lot of his mission is, is based on his name. Now, what, what practically do I have to do, which we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk today about revealing your name, and re, which is, today is revealing your malchus, re, revealing your kingship. When we speak about the word malchut, it has a, a few different uh, definitions. Malchut represents Number one, it represents responsibility, it represents kingship, it represents also faith, it represents prayer, it represents the, the moon itself. And this is our point today, is the most important thing is, remember, we're going to talk about two things. One is confidence. Confidence, I could be extremely confident at something, but have very, very low self-esteem. And I could have a very low malchut. You could look at Hollywood, right? An actor, you know, Robin Williams, who was extremely, probably confident when he, when he became... When, when he spoke, but self-esteem was not there. Confident means I can repeat something a thousand times and be extremely confident. Whether or not I approve myself and my self-worth, that is self-esteem. That is self-esteem. What we're going to talk about today is not really confidence. We're going to talk about more of the concept of building, building your self-esteem, building your self-worth, and how extremely important it is. And it's, it's funny because this, this thought came up this thought came over me over Shabbat, which is, you know, what if you're looking, Rabbi Nachman's asking, telling us, what, what was God's purpose of creating this world, right? Which is, if you understand His purpose, and you'll understand also from His purpose what your purpose is, right? His purpose is the Holy One wanted to reveal His machot, to reveal His kingship, because if there'd be a king without a nation, there'd be no purpose. So our job in this world is literally to accept and to reveal God's kingship. And we said this many times that if I, took, if I told you today, take a poll of, of God in your life. What is your poll today? What, what, would you, what would you give him? You know, based on your perspective of life, some people give him a 20, some people give him a zero, some people give him a 100. That is based on your perspective of your creator. To the extent that you, are, you approve your creator, you have faith in this world, you accept what, he's, what he wants, and you reveal him, to that extent, you are, you are fulfilling your mission. Now take this concept, if my whole goal in this world is to reveal my creator in my life, that means to put godliness in life, whatever you're going through, to put godliness, to, have, to see God in everything in your life, that is your purpose in this world. And we do this through Muna, we do this through, through praising him, etc. Now what do you have to do? You have a machut inside of you. You have a, a, a kingship. You have a responsibility. You have a, a specific point in you, your, your self-esteem. That has to be revealed to the world. 
You have to self, which we call today in modern psychology, self-actualization. You have to self-actualize yourself and, to, and to, to become the best version of yourself in this world. That is how you, literally how you mimic your creator, which is what the Arisa told, which is the, um, Arya Kaplan basically says our job really is to imitate God. And how does God imitate God? You imitate him by becoming the best version of yourself. To reveal your machos. When your potential, when, you, when, you, when a person reaches his potential or he, he goes into that process, that pro, this is why he feels alive. You feel alive when you're reaching your potential, when you're going through the, when, you, when you're really trying your best, that's when you really feel alive. You can not reach your potential and, and lose your self-esteem, and that's what you could see today. Most pain comes from people who have low self-esteem. And this is rooted in all of it. It's all rooted in, in a person not reaching his potential. And not only that, but having a very low opinion of himself, which is not revealing your kingship, your machot, your, which your points as well. And our whole point is really, really to get our kingship back. What the Yetzirah does, what the ego does, it just keeps you in safety. It's not interested in growth and self-actualization. It's interested in how am I going to look? Is it safe? Etc., which not, this doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful at it. So, so that's, that's what I really, really want to talk about today. If you think about practically, I looked at this example with our parents. You know, as a parent, the word Latin, parent in Latin means to bring forth. What is my goal as a parent? My goal as a parent is to bring forth my child's potential. If he's not meant to be a quarterback, he's not meant to be a quarterback, he's meant to be a chess player doesn't mean he's going to fit into my box. Do you understand? That's not meaning. That's, not, that's the new version of parenting. I want to fit into my box. This is what I want you to be. No, it's what you're supposed to be. Your best talents, your best gifts, I have to actualize. If he's meant to be a baseball player, if he's meant to, to, to study, if he's meant to be in business, that is my job as a parent, is to become, to bring forth my child's potential. If you look at Parenting 101, the best way, obviously, is to lead by example. Now, sometimes parents don't have the ability to, to know their own potentials. So how could they give it to other people? That's a, whole different, that's a whole different story altogether. But we just, if you look at, you know, I'm always, I, I like to always clarify. You know, I'm, I'm very, I need like a very clear desk. I need a lot of clarification. That is your goal. When you lose your ability to, 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 to know yourself, and to, approve your, and to approve yourself, that's the most important. We spoke, about, we spoke about this concept also. It's extremely important that we are all, we have this concept that we are good enough, but we could do better. It's extremely important that you also understand that. That in order for this process to happen, it's not going to happen overnight. That means self-actualization, you're going to get, there's going to be a lot of dead ends, there's going to be a lot of patience, but you have to remember you're always good enough you always have the divine inside of you, but you could do better. The same way we would tell a parent, we never call a child, we never tell a child, you're bad. The best way to say it is, this is not like you. You can do better, right? Isn't that a completely different understanding? If I tell a kid he's bad, you're a bad boy, you could do better. Same thing, the inner critic, you cannot say, I'm bad. I could do better, I could put more effort, I could be more focused, you're better than this. You see the difference? There's compassion there, there's encouragement there, 
versus negative self, self-talk. So it's extremely important as you get to this process, there's going to be the, the biggest inner critic and the biggest toxic relationship you're going to have is pretty with, with yourself. <laughs> and this is exactly what the Yetzirah does. He, he wants to just completely, completely criticize negativity, etc. Understand that. So just as just the same way we would want parents, you have high expectations for your ch- children, but you also need to have high warmth. All, all the worst parenting is, is to have the high expectation and no warmth. That means the kid can't win anyway, unless he, you know, he's a perfectionist. And this is how you can see how people model this behavior by being competitive in life, because they recognize this is the only place they got approval. So it's extremely important where we, we, we can't have also low expectations and high warmth, because then we start enabling people. Also, you can't say, hey, just because you ran a half a mile, it's now you can have three cheesecakes and celebrate. No, that's, not, that's way too much enabling. So there has to be that fine line, which, is, which we would speak about. It's very simple. It's called a balance between chesed and gevura. The chesed and gevura, the, the kindness and, jo- and restraint, has to be discipline. Discipline is ultimately knowing that I'm, I'm, what am I, I'm restraining from my higher self. So just ask yourself, how much, what are you investing in to reveal your machos into the world? And if you have a gift, you have to give it out to the world and you have to do what you have to do with it. You have to do it. Being shy and who am I? Remember, Moshe Rabbeinu said this, who am I? And you could see God wanted to reveal his machos. Many stories in the Torah where Esther Amalka, who am I to do this? If you're not going to do it, somebody else is going to do it. So God, God needs you to become the best version of yourself. It's so important. And, he's, and he wants you to win. Everybody wants to do, you to win. You just have to re- recognize which voice are you listening to. Now, unfortunately, there's people that don't work on themselves, and all they want to do is tear people down so they can win. It's a whole different story. So we're going to talk about really, really eight aspects, um, pretty much eight aspects on, on how to get this concept. Another important concept is, Rav Nachman tells us, when you find good points in yourself, then you're going to be able to find good points in God. So it, it really, really, really relates that your relationship with yourself is very, very connected to your relationship with your Creator. It's extremely important. You can't hate yourself and have a Creator. <laughs> you know, or you can't, you know, unfortunately today, people have this relationship with God that He's, he's, he's fearful and, and they don't like, and, and, and people are hated if they make a mistake, they're going to get hit by lightning. This is a very, very dysfunctional relationship. Unfortunately, this is why we need Hasidus. I think to uh, warm this situation up and take the edge off because sometimes where, you know, people are living with so much fear that they, they're worried about one mistake and, they, and that's it and they're hated by God and they have guilt and shame and this is not what it's meant to be. This is not what it's meant to be, I promise you. So where do we, where do we, where do we, where do we really, really lose this self-esteem? Where does, where does it begin? It all begins really, number one, I would say some of the, just again, just by having the conversations with people and seeing the experience, Number one is unresolved trauma. Unresolved trauma is usually one of the first things that I see people go through. They have trauma, they have, it's unresolved. They, they can't find meaning to it. That usually dents their self-image and does not reveal your machos. Another reason why you have to reveal your machos and reveal your responsibility and your kingship is because if you can't grow and give, you really can't be happy. You, you cannot give, be happy if you are not growing and giving. And unresolved trauma does not allow you first to give, because what are you giving to? You're taking, right? And you can't grow. If you can't grow, then there, there's, your, there's your dopamine and serotonin. 
So how, how could you, you could recognize how many people are today are stuck in trauma. It's extremely important. And sometimes it's, it's not, it's, the answer is not to understand it. The answer is to overcome it. It's to overcome it by creating a new road. Hasidus is not all about understanding the trauma all day long. They're not into that model of being therapy forever. They're, they're basically telling you, depart from evil and do good. If this road is not working, what's the difference? Create a new road. We don't, we don't need to justify and understand why, 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 why. Hasidus is the complete opposite. Hasidus is really over, he's talking about really creating that new road. You know, creating a new habit, not understanding why I do this habit. How about if you never get the answer? <laughs> You're going to stuck in a bad habit all day long. You really, really have to create that new habit. All shefa, all shefa, all blessing, material, spiritual, etc., gathers at Malchut. So if you, if you want to talk about vessels, if everybody's into the vessel business, vessel is Malchut. The larger the Malchut, the more Shefa, the more blessings you have. The more responsibility you take, the more vessels. We even know this from the minute a person puts a ring on his wife and says, I am commanded, I'm going to take care of you, automatically that allows him to draw Shefa from on high. So by a guy taking responsibility and saying, I'm going to get married and I'm going to provide for you, etc., because he's taking responsibility, Shefa's brought to him. That's why when you get married, you're supposed to do well, better all financially because now you have a vessel that, in, that allows you to have vessel. Now you have to build it. That's a whole different story. But any form of responsibility, any form of ownership, any form of investing in yourself and, 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 and becoming the best version will translate into material, spiritual blessings. Because remember, that is ultimately, if you look in the... the, the, the the chart of Kabbalah, that is the last vessel. Same thing. To the, to the degree that you reveal God's machut in your life, look at areas in your life where you've had emuna, which is, what is emuna? Revealing God's machut. Emuna means, I have an option to choose right or left, but I chose faith. And what happened? You usually got rewarded. Think of the areas in your life where you had faith and ask yourself, did you get rewarded? And areas that you didn't have faith, Ask yourself, did you get rewarded? And the answer is pretty much simple. Yeah, you didn't, and you did. So the same thing. This is the number one, your number one priority is to become the best, the best to reveal your kingship into the world. And whatever it is, it could be in anything, it doesn't mean you have to be a billionaire, it doesn't mean it could be, it could be the best teacher, sometimes it could be the best mother. Everybody has that, but you have to be you have to use the godliness and the, and the divine that you had in order. There's a great, there's the, now what happens is, what happens if you don't do this? What, what happens if you don't do this? What happens if you're not interested in life and you're just, you're checked out, right? This is from Ramir Sadok. Ariel Bar Sadok, this is a very beautiful, beautiful line before we get to the eight concepts. It says, the ultimate self, the higher self, the Nishama, according to Kabbalah and according to Carl Jung also, is that it's your higher self, right? It's the areas of unconscious, the areas of human experience. But what he's saying here, however lost an individual may become, well, one may rest assured that one's higher self will never rest from making whatever efforts necessary 
to bring you back to the path, which is the best for the individual to walk, upon which the true self and the, his purpose will ultimately be discovered. Within our true self, if our true self lies dormant in sleep, basically, you're going to get a wake-up call. So either we can do this through inspiration, through searching, or don't worry, you're going to get an awakening. So this is where you see today, all the while we resist interchange, our higher self has to push harder. The more you resist changing, the more the higher self has to literally push you harder and harder. He'll show, he'll show you where, for example, and we see this all the time, this is why we get repetitive tests. Whether you're not, you know, it's, it's an area where you're not flexible. So you're getting people to all, all day long to get you out of your comfort zone. This is why so many people face personal crises in their lives. They've allowed themselves to gravitate in the wrong place at the wrong time. Our higher self acts as the corrector and navigates circumstances in our life to bring you back on course. So this is where pain equals growth. This is where we have to really, if our attitude is really thank you, thank you for that toxic relationship. Thank you for that abusive marriage. Thank you for that getting cancer to wake me up. Again, we are not, we are not promoting pain. We are not promoting this. But the reality of life, if, you, if you, people look at after they went through major crises, they usually are grateful that they went through it. Before it, they will never wish upon it. But usually, your higher self has to create no matter what. It cannot give up because God constantly wants you to work towards your higher mission. Nobody in the world really gets there like that. Moshe Rabbeinu, his intention was good. He took care of his sheep. He had to be Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of the day. He didn't want to do it. I'm not a man of words, etc. He had to become Moshe Rabbeinu. End of story. You cannot resist the process. That's the whole thing. The more you resist, again, the more, the more you're going to get woken up. So it's our option to, we, we should, we, the, the key is to, to, to come out of, to do all this through, through, through chesed, not through din. That's what we pray for. We pray that we should, we should do it through mercy and not through, God forbid, the opposite. But one way or another, no matter what you are, who you are, an addict cannot numb his problems away all his life. He's going to have to eventually get sober and deal with reality. And that's, that's the bottom line. And if you understand this, then you understand God's kindness. God's kindness is even though you have given up on Him, He has not given up on you. Which, it's very consoling. Just like a parent does not give up on a child usually. Even though the parent can give up, the child can give up. He does not give up on you. So the number one unresolved trauma it could be that a lot of tra traumatic things happen in our life is to get this is to get a wake up call a trauma wakes you up it changes you it changes you but it, it also gives you strength that you recognize you never had when you go through a traumatic situation and you overcome it you'll recognize strength that you've had that you've never even had you never even thought was possible you know if you you, you hear examples of you know mothers picking up cars of a, of a child in the car how in the world did they, how in the world did she, was able to do that you will recognize that once you come out of, uh, out of if you deal with trauma the right way, you get, you, you, you deal with through bitto, which is acceptance, surrender, growth, you end up with a new mindset. So that's the first thing. Sometimes you have to go through the traumatic situation in order to, to get to your mission. 
I mean, how many times do you hear this? How many times do you hear this? If I didn't go through this, I wouldn't become a therapist. All my, it's funny, every single one of my therapists, uh, let me see, maybe 70% of them, they would never gotten there if they weren't addicted to, why are people in the industry end up becoming therapists in the industry? They had, they had to go through it. There's no organization today that did not begin with some form of that. And that, that would never happen, etc. So that's the first thing. First thing is you have to be able to understand, to resolve your trauma. Resolve the trauma. Extremely important to resolve your trauma. And the best way to do this, again, is through dot. Remember, stop focusing on who, who did it to you, why did it to you, what does God want from you in this trauma? What do you, what do you, what do you, because that trauma, there's something that needs to be reborn. Usually trauma is a, is a rebirth of, of, a, of a person. If it's handled well, it's a rebirth of somebody. So that's really, really what we have to work on, not staying in, not staying in therapy too long. And owning the shadow and recognizing that the shadow is the greatest teacher on how to get to the light. Owning the shadow, not saying who caused the shadow. Owning the shadow. Owning it, because that's how you get to the light. And this is why, again, the, the hard work pays off. You will get work after. The second reason why people don't reveal their malchots is that they have, they have, they're, too, they're too stuck on fear of the unknown. They can't handle the unknown. They can't handle the unknown, so they'll spend their whole life in a complete, complete comfort zone. They can't handle, they can't handle the unknown. I don't want uncertainty. So they'll, just, they'll, they'll, they'll basically play small in life until nothing will happen to them. As long as they play small, they know nothing can happen to them. But at the end of the day, you're not revealing your machots. You're just playing it too safe. You have to have some kind of anxiety in life. You have to. If there's no, if you, have, if you don't have a little anxiety in life, then you're playing it way too safe. Then you're playing it way too safe. Something has to get you out and get you a little nervous in life. Something. <laughs> if you have no nervousness, nothing, you're not doing anything. We're, we're so scared by this anxiety. We're scared by anxiety. We're scared by nervousness. You can't. You, 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 you could sit in, in a bank and cash checks all day long. And yet, you probably won't have that many anxiety. Okay, a customer will scream at you. What, 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 what anxiety? But you, if, you're, if you have no anxiety at all whatsoever, doesn't mean out of fear, out of excitement, then you're not doing anything. That means you're definitely not headed to your goal. It means if you're too into the MIA, I always say people, people come to Miami, they come to MIA, they go MIA. They also, their growth goes MIA too. You know, people come, to, you come here when you get married to relax and retire. But if you're living here and you're, and you're just mia because it's sunny outside, you have a problem. So ask yourself, if there is no anxiety, if you have no anxiety at all, you have a problem. You have a problem. So embrace it. Embrace the chaos a little bit. Are we not in a month of chaos right now? Are we not in a month of Tibet? Have you not gotten a little chaos? It's raw energy. But we have to make that, take that raw energy and turn it into the good. It is raw energy. There is raw energy out there. We have to turn it to the good. So it's okay to have anxiety, just not obsession. The anxiety should be excitement. But no anxiety? That's not good either. That's not good. That means you're not challenging yourself to, to change over your comfort zone. Number three, 
lack of effort or desire. By the way, this, this came to me in his Bodhidut this morning. This is what I asked. Okay, God, give me the eight reasons on why, why people are not revealing the Mahut. We already said the Mahut is the key to everything. Revealing your kingship was called. These, these were downloaded to me. Lack of effort or desire. That's another thing. Lack of effort or desire. No ratzon. No ratzon. Not, not, not caring. Not caring about the unknown. Not caring about the They just don't care. They've gotten to a point of, of, of apathy. Not caring. Either way, they don't care. So that's, again, low self-esteem makes you not care. Because if you cared, you would invest. There's a direct relationship between self-esteem and effort. If you love yourself, you invest. If you don't love yourself, you lose yourself. And you have to ask yourself, where did you lose it? Where did you lose that opinion? Was it childhood, etc.? Unresolved trauma, but somehow you lost that effort, etc. You lost that effort somewhere. That's extremely important to get that desire back. Because desire is what turns everything around. If you have no desire, you will not be able to deal with short-term failures or short-term situations. So that's another thing. Extremely important to have that. Thank God it's, it's I think, 55 degrees right now in this room. 59. So we, we're, you can see the amount of desire that we have to teach this class. Even though I'm absolutely freezing. Four. Also, four, four is very similar to the fear of none. They can't handle change. They can't handle change. This is why, again, if you look at people that want to get married, they get to a certain age, they can't handle it. They can't handle the change. They can't handle it. That's why I always tell people, get married super young. Get married young when you don't know anything. Because the more you think you know, the more you're not going to be able to handle change. But as you're young, you don't know the difference. Right? You see people marrying each other. The, kid, the guy's in college. He didn't graduate. He doesn't know where he's going to get hired. But they get married. They buy, they buy on, on, on potential. They buy on, it's a amuna. But the older we get, the more we don't want to change. The more we don't want to change. And this is only, what's causing you not to change is only your ego. It's only based on fear. It's not based on reality. So when, when there's no change, then what's going to happen? You're going to get out, you're going to get knocked. You know, they, there's a great example it's first Hashem knocks on the door. You don't answer. Okay. Then they knock a little harder. Right? Still don't answer. Then they knock the door down. And then what do you say? Why'd you knock the door down? When you get the knock, you got to get the hint. Don't wait for the door to be knocked down. And this is what we said. I can't believe the door got knocked down. Did you, did you get the hint? No. The door will get knocked down, but we can, get, we can open the door. Again, this seems, it all seems like this is extremely, extremely uh, aggressive. Right? It appears that we're, we're in a very frightening, aggressive world. It's because we are, we are so obsessed with comfort and avoiding pain. This is not the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be that you should have five snacks between... Uh, lunch and dinner. Do you understand? People made it two days without eating. We just became very soft. And this is what the price is being paid right now for. So the more softer you become in life, the more you'll be in pain over little things. But the more you recognize, people didn't eat for, for two days. They would have to go hunt. Today, you know, if you don't get your, your Uber Eats in like 30 minutes, you're starving. What are you starving for what? You understand? We have become extremely soft. I, I hate to tell it to you. 
We have become a very soft society. And this is not good for your mental health. This is not good for your mental health to be soft. If you cannot handle things in life, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cripple your mental health, bring on anxiety and depression. So you could decide one way or the other. You could decide what way you want to go. You could choose this way. You're going to get growth. Growth doesn't mean you're not going to go through challenges. This is why on Mincha afternoon, I always remember every Mincha afternoon, I read, the Baal Shem Tov says you have to read Psalm 107, which, which that psalm basically tells you about the four types of dangers you were in. And, and, and as, as Shabbat begins, you talk about the danger, you thank for the danger. It does not mean you are not going to be in some, some, form of, some, some form of challenge, which we call danger. You will be formed, you will be in it, and you will praise God for saving you. But at least you'll, 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 that you'll, you, there's nothing like get, get doing something and getting rewarded for work versus the bread of shame, getting something where you don't, you don't deserve it. So embrace the change. And again, I'm talking to myself. When I've embraced change, I've seen just growth and growth. It was extremely difficult for me. But the more I embraced it, the more I saw growth. So if, if the door is knocked down to you, invite it in. Just like, imagine if we woke up every morning and, and we have these, feel, these feelings of anxieties and this, what, instead of saying, what needs to be healed today? What, needs, what do I need to let go of today? See the difference of approach? What needs to be released today? What needs to be let go today? Or, oh my God, I'm feeling this pain, I'm bothered by it. Don't be bothered by it. Just look at it as an opportunity to, to let it go. Look at it as an opportunity to let it go. You see a situation in life, look at it as an opportunity to trust in God. It changes the whole game. When you look at it as an opportunity, it's one thing that I do in my Hezbollah, what needs to be worked on today? What needs to be let go today? What needs to be? What am I holding on? But if you're not in touch with your feelings and you don't have a time for, for, for contemplation with your creator, then all kinds of red lights go on in your car. You have no idea what's... What need, every day there's, a, there's something that needs to be let go. I don't care who you are, how smart you are, how spiritual you are, there's always baggage that needs to be let go. That's why Rabbi Nachman says that every single day we have, we have to connect with our hearts. If you, were, if you weren't in pain, then how could you connect with your heart? You wouldn't need to. You would just say, okay, no big deal. Anything, that's, anything that involves pain is the heart itself. Number five, lack of knowledge. That's another reason why we're not, we, we don't know who we are. Get to know who you are. Get to know your birthday. Get to know your sign. Get to know everything about you. Get to know what ticks you. Get to know what doesn't. Get to know what you're good at. Get to know what you're not good at. Lack of knowledge in yourself. Right? If you're meant to be a therapist, if you're meant to be this, this causes you have to get to know yourself. Spend as much time not being lonely, but being alone. Alone. Getting to know oneself, getting to know everything that's good about oneself. I know I'm in a very intense person, so I need to deal with things that are very intense. And that's it. I accepted it. I, go, I like intensity. I like intense workouts. I like intense businesses. I like intensity. So that's where I live, in intensity. You can't put me in a place where it's not intensity. I, it's not for me. So that's my life. And I get to know myself. This is what I like. Intensity is good. I'm not doing Pilates in the gym. <laughs> you understand? I'm, not, I'm an intense person. 
So when you get to know who you are, that's it. You, you, you take that direction. But if you don't know who you are, again, then it's a problem. Because you lack knowledge. If you lack knowledge, then you lack mercy. Number six, outside opinion or peer pressure. Any, any form of, 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 of approval. Of any form of, of needing approval. This is where we lose our malchus. When we're, when we're too based on the, the Gemara. says something extremely, extremely obvious. The more you look for covered, the more covered runs away from you. The more you look for validation, the more validation runs away from you. So you have to validate your relationship with your creator. But to the extent that I'm doing things to get validated, etc., it's not, it's not genuine, and it's not going to bring me covered shemayim, which means success. So it's extremely important that you get to that. You have to disappear, not need approval for anybody, and do what you need to do, because you need to do it. This is where we get this from. Abraham was one. We all, we all come from Abraham. What was Abraham? He didn't care. <laughs> he was the only, the first person who was monotheist. I don't care. This is what I believe in. You have to also develop that holy azus. So again, ignore the peer pressure. You're not going to get liked by anybody. And if you're liked by everybody, then you're completely just BSing yourself. Number seven, lack of patience. Lack of patience. Lack of patience. That's another reason why we cannot develop our machos is because we don't have the patience. The statistics right now are 32 days is when people stop with their habits. And here's the afternoons. 32 days. No patience. No patience for the duration. You got 365 days to go. And we stopped at 32 days. People stop at 32 days. 112. 10% in, people knock, are getting knocked out. You have to have patience for this. Jews do not have patience. We don't have patience. Where's the water? Where's the man? Where's the this? Where's the that? Why is this not happening? Etc. 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 If you don't have patience, you're going to abort your goals and you're going to abort your potential. You have to have patience. There's nothing you can do about that. Start singing Sablanut with the Rabbi Rusha song. I forgot the Rabbi song. He basically says, patient or, or help. Patience, Ablanut, okay, Hinam, one of those. You have to have patience for people. Why? Because your creator has patience for you. So the seventh is patience. And number eight, taking failure personally. That's another reason why we, can, we, we, we do not develop our machos, because we take too much failure personally, instead of looking at it as a lesson. So you can see, this is all self-centered. Taking failure personally or looking as a, as a lesson. Imagine if the guy from Starbucks took failure personally when he started Starbucks as an Italian bistro with a piano and Italian waiters. Imagine if you took it personally. It says, not for me. It would not be Starbucks today right now. It was only after failure, after failure, after failure, after failure. So again, unresolved trauma, Fear of the unknown, lack of effort, desire. Four, can't handle change. Five, lack of knowledge or, or lack of discovery. Six, too much validation of outside opinion. Number seven, lack of patience. And number eight, taking failure personal. Those are the things that you have to work on to reveal your malchus. And once you reveal your malchus, this is what most people tell you, that when they did what they loved, they got paid for it also. And it was like the greatest thing because they were passionate. They didn't even, it wasn't even about the money. Is they did something they loved so much, what happens is their machu got revealed, 
And they ended up getting celebrated from the world for it. And also God celebrated them. So think about the tremendous rewards that we need to do. Think about areas of your life where, you, where, where you, either you're struggling with letting go of the past, or you're struggling with the unknown, or, or, or you're not putting enough effort. Right? Or anything. Or lack of knowledge, not, 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 not being aware of self. You know, think about, I ask, I ask well, if you, if sometimes I counsel marriages, and again, only from my own experience, but if, I, if you do not understand, sometimes I laugh at that myself. I'm counseling, I'm helping you. But it's always like that, by the way. If you do not understand absolutely everything about your, your, your spouse, you have no shot. You need to know exactly everything about your spouse. Then you could start with Shalom Bayi. Many times, the first thing, what do you know about your spouse? Uh, 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 there's your problem. How can you under, if, if you don't understand, then you judge. If you understand, then you work on recognizing the limitation and trying to recognize how you can optimize the situation versus no understanding, judge, etc. Hashem help us all that we should all maximize our potential. Have a great day.